All right, welcome back to another USL show. We are almost back to full strength. We have found some uh, some stranger amongst the way in Phil Talks Footy, who you know we've we were talking before the show. We had a lot of fun soccer we got to watch today. We've seen it all over his Twitter account. I mean, if you didn't watch the Nottingham Forest match, I mean, that was a it was a pretty good penalty shootout. But hey, listen. It was pretty great and all, but Orange Orange County has the best penalty saver of all time, and it's not even close. So, does but, anyone else does anyone else giggle every time they see the Nottingham Forest like crest? Like I giggle every time I see it. Just the it, it's just a tree. It bothers me that one of the R's is lowercase. Is it? I've never really? noticed that. <laughs> is it really? Hold in, on. In, their pause stadium, the show. in their stadium, one of the R's is a lowercase R. <laughs> or sorry, the E is a lowercase E. Yeah, the the E is lowercase. It's the E. Though. Everything else oh, is wow. capitalized. The oh, E it. is the only thing that's lowercase. Love that. Uh, speaking of the stranger we found, Phil, welcome back, my man. I know. I was uh, a long time in the wilderness, but happy to happy to be back. Um, and uh, of course, like the week I can return to the USL show locomotive lose. So they were on this hot streak. Couldn't be on the show. And then, so I don't know, there may be something there. I will, we'll test that theory, I guess, in the future. The U S the USL show curse is real. And we all know that the only one that has not truly been affected. I know everybody has, I mean, loyal got canceled. I mean, Greenville started <laughs> off horrible. I mean, Ryan's team is still on hiatus. Uh, John decides to go over to Sacramento, and suddenly they just start losing. Legion are still bad. It's just real. It's just a real thing. Sorry, Tulsa. God. <laughs> Gio, how you doing, dude? I'm good, man. I missed you guys last week. Uh, I had a good week. We had some good wins in Greenville, so the curse is not still here, thankfully. Uh, take it to El Paso, I guess, but uh, <laughs> or El Paso or Tulsa. But um, I miss you guys. I'm happy to be here to talk about some of these games from last weekend. So, Alan, you, it's going to be a minute before you get to watch uh, some soccer. Hey, but at least you got to watch the the what were they? Are it the soccer's? Yes, now sixteen time champions, San Diego yeah, Soccer. You traded a soul for COVID cancellations. I the most, the most successful soccer franchise in North American history. I mean, they also Isn't have the longest wins. The streak. soccer's of England. <laughs> um, may- maybe I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that if that's a direct comparison. Uh, they also own the longest win streak in professional soccer history. Just don't ask the Phoenix fans; they'll tell me it's not a real sport. Um, no, <laughs> things are going all right. Um. I ended up like going out to the movies on Saturday night, which was like wild. Like I was going to go see Colorado Springs and said, um, we went and saw that. Um, was it everything everywhere all at once recommended on this show? I, we had no idea what it was about. So we're like, let's go see it. And we walked in. Didn't we like, we're not looking it up. We're not Googling it. We're not doing any background research. We just showed up and it was, uh, wild. Oh, it- we enjoyed it. We loved it, but it was wild. I just 
I just did an interview with Legion's new number nine, Eddie Horvat, and they have this thing that they do movie Tuesdays. And I asked him what was the worst movie he had seen, and that was the one. He said <laughs> it was he was like, he was like, it's crazy. There's too much going on. I can't follow it. Everything and everybody's on drugs, and I didn't understand it. And I was like, cool, got it. So <laughs> there's your recommendation. Although that recommendation definitely made me want to watch it more. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? How you doing, my man? Doing all right. Uh, been a crazy week for uh, USL as um, when we have some really exciting results as the European leagues are getting to the business end of their seasons with the American leagues just heating up theirs. So just kind of getting into it, there's a few results I want to talk about in uh, in W League and then in League Two. Um, w League, we started seeing our first uh, repeat matches, which was really interesting, I guess, because we saw, uh, I think, yeah, it was Detroit City and Racing Louisville play, nil-nil. And then just a couple days later, they play again and Racing Louisville wins 2-1, which is cool, but... I mean, it's a little strange, I suppose, that two uh, two teams play in the same week, not even just a full week apart, but like four days apart. It's a, it's a little bit strange, is it not? Yeah. Um, there were also some other matches. I mean, hey, Gio, your Liberty, get off to a great start. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about the Charlotte W League team. Are you blocked there as well, or? I'll I'll have to check. I'll t- I'll take a break and go check. Um, <laughs> I don't think I followed them out of fear that they'll block me too. But um, no, it was a great game. I watched. They they had a little bit of a delay because of the storm um, that was around um, around here and over there. But um, it was a great game. It was back and forth. I really enjoyed, and I like the quality that that I saw. We have some great talent, and I think the league in general is going to be really fun to watch and really competitive, um, especially here on the East Coast, uh, and I'm excited for the home opener on Friday. Yeah, I mean, super pumped about that. The kids are nice, too. (laughs) Yes, they are. It's been, I, I think it's just been cool to see the amount of teams that, like, most of the, a lot of these brands, like, that have are now like expanding into clubs that have w league teams like started as you know amateur men's teams like a long time ago like afc ann arbor kalamazoo like a lot of these teams have been around in like the lower league soccer like uh scene for quite a while so for them to be fielding now like full-fledged women's teams is is just it's great to see and and i think we've talked about it on the show before but um but yeah, the growth here is is cool. And now like these are some super competitive matches. Like Detroit City and Racing Louisville, those are two those teams are serious. So, yeah, it's just it's great to see. For sure. Um and I think this is something whenever we talked to Betsy, we were talking about just whenever you have things like that, you're creating not just not just these uh, entities that you can enjoy, but you're starting to get a real feel of a club, right? And that's been really, really, really cool to see. Um, I mean, like we saw with Liberty. Liberty is the only one that didn't take their, I guess, parent name with Triumph, which on one hand, I do kind of wish they would have stuck with Triumph for that kind of consistency, but also the Liberty branding, A1. 
but yeah, you're talking about teams that are in the W League and League Two. I mean, there were some good results. If you guys saw the pitchers from uh, One Knox, uh, the I mean, their stands were packed. There was it didn't look like there was an empty seat in there. Um, I can't wait to see what the guys at Kit Season have to say about uh, Vermont. Cool. <laughs> I mean. Early on, it has mountains, so S tier crest. They're oh, off the bat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hard to mess that one up. I, they're just incredible. And it's a Vermont team that picked up their first win in their first match of League Two with a four 0 victory at Boston City. Yep. And the and then the one big highlight I think that came out this weekend. We see with the two-time defending USL League Two champions, the Des Moines Menace. Um, if you haven't seen the clip made on the Sports Center, um, other places, I I don't really know the difference half the time. I guess scissor kick slash bicycle kick. It looked like it was kind of in between the both, but it's like the top of the eighteen. And a lot of those you see, especially at any level, they just kind of loop in and they just kind of fall in. That was a banger into the top of the net. So if you have not seen that highlight, definitely go check it out. It was fine. It was no big deal. <laughs> no biggie. No biggie. Um, the, wild part is he, the wild part is he pops it up to himself. Like, that's the craziest part. It, was like, it wasn't like he was taking it out of the air. Like, he... And I, if you ask him, I'm sure he's like, yeah, I did it on purpose. It looks like <laughs> maybe a little bit of a mistouch, but he's like, well, all right, I'm going to go for it. And just, yeah. Adrenaline's wild. Because <laughs> usually those know. go either like those, like you said, those either kind of trickle in or those go like eighty feet over the goal, and you're like, why? Why are you why? But every once in a while, you hit them clean, and you like are all over the internet. So maybe that's why, right? The next time, you know, your your number six takes a wild scissor kick attempt at goal, and it goes out of the stadium. You can be like, well, you you know, he's trying to do the Des Moines guy. I get it. It's fine. Go for glory, buddy. <laughs> just doing the Des Moines. <laughs> Speaking of the Des Moines guy, let's just go ahead and get into him. Des Moines, uh, Des Moines menace legend Corey Herzog gets a last-minute uh, goal to to down the baby bulls. Which, congrats. Um, they they won, but I mean, Corey Herzog shows up in one U.S. Open Cup of a uh, match. And then Hartford's like, dude, you're playing? Come on, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's immediately having an impact, which is nice to see. I I had to do I had to do a little bit of a a double take to be honest, because when I got the I wasn't watching the Hartford match, but I got the goal alert from Fat Mob and was like, I'm I was like, since when? Like I missed, I missed it completely. And, uh, and, and I was like, did they, you know, sign a mid match or something like that? They fly him in. Like, you know, it was like Bobby Boucher at, at, at halftime and the, and the, and, and, and they won the bourbon bowl, you know? So anyways, he cashed in his money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> uh, at least it's nice to see Corey Herzog and Phoenix getting along to ruin my week. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Just let's go ahead and get into some I told you so's and some shockers because I have a I told you so from the beginning of the year, but there were some shockers 
this week. Let's go ahead and start off with Ryan. If we're going to look at shockers this week, I think we've already mentioned it, but Phoenix 5-1 defeat at home. I've actually written down a few stats. It's the first time since October 2018 that they've conceded five goals in a match, and that was Las Vegas. And it's the first time since July 2018 against Fresno that they've lost by four goals in a match. And you have to go all the way back to 2017 May against Reno for, for the last time they lost four by four goals at home. So that was like a historic, historic occasion from the Tampa Bay Rowdies to go into Phoenix and get a result like that. What was the stat said during the broadcast too? Like uh, Phoenix hadn't hadn't lost having scored first and Tampa Bay hadn't won having gone behind. And I don't think you could have more emphatically undone that both of those stats than than what transpired after crazy game i mean I, I mentioned this and i threw this out on twitter and then i immediately got backlash for it but i don't think i'm wrong still to be honest um it's just the fact of who could have seen this coming and a lot of people immediately said well if you've ever watched a phoenix rising match this year yeah maybe but the amount of people i saw that were legitimately like this is a bad tampa bay team bad in air quotes um, for their own standards. This is a poor Tampa Bay team going against Phoenix and Phoenix. They have no chance. Take away the own goals. Who would have realistically picked a three, one win for Tampa Bay unless you're a Tampa Bay fan. I certainly didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> it's it's on the internet that I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all guilty. <laughs> I mean, on form, on form, you wouldn't have picked it. I think like, I think the crazy thing is we've all but probably to a certain extent been like looking at this Tampa Bay team and being like, when is it going to click? Because all of us collectively like said at the beginning of the season, like this Tampa Bay team is stacked. They're ridiculous. They're going to be so good. They're going to be unbelievable. And like they haven't been, but each of these goals that they scored, especially the first three that they scored in, in the first half were so demonstrative of like, what this team is capable of. And I think like, if this is the level that they start clicking at, it is going to get scary for a lot of teams in USL because this is, this is a good team like at its heart and it just hadn't been coming together for them yet. But yeah, this was, I mean, it wasn't a matter of like, Oh, five fluky goals or something like that. I mean, those first three goals, it was just, they were absolutely devastating. They were unbelievable. And um, yeah, I just think it had, I just think, man, like this, if this Tampa Bay team clicks like this week in and week out, like maybe they, maybe they are who we thought they were. I mean, my, I was going to go ahead, drop my, my, I told you so. And I've been dropping this one pretty regularly, but I said at the beginning of the year that Jake LaCava was going to be the most important player for Tampa Bay. And a lot of people were like, have you seen their lineup? And I was like, and I, my response was, have you seen Jake LaCava? The dude is nuts. And with what Tampa's trying to do this year with press more and pressing a whole lot more, I mean, who else is going to be better at pressing the ball than someone who's coming out of the Red Bull Academy? That's all they do. He was born to play this this kind of role. Um, I, that's, I, that's my I told you so. And until something horrible happens, I'm just going to keep banging that drum all year long. 
and if you're Phoenix, uh, like, how do you approach like your next match kind of moving forward after a performance like this? I mean, it, this was five goals they conceded before a red card in that game. And they have New Mexico, Hartford, Birmingham, and El Paso as their next four. Do you just kind of write this one off? Or like, what's the motivation that you would give to the locker room to say, hey, we can't let our heads drop. We can't let this become a season turning result for us and for all the wrong reasons. Well, you tell them, Hey boys, we got three points against Legion. So look forward to that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I think Andy's right. Talking about that press conference is like why coaches don't shouldn't do press conferences when they're angry. Like it's okay. Like to take a beat. Um, I thought his responses were interesting. Rich, Rick Sean's responses were interesting. Um, the question was like, did the fans deserve better? Which I think was a weird question to ask to begin with. Uh, and his reaction, I think, set a lot of people off. Um, but the one that was notable was when they were talking about possession. Um, he was like, we've never been a possession team. We's out, we've not been 50 to 60%. I was like, we can look that up. Um, and 2019, they had 55.8% possession, fourth in the league. Um, the next year was 16th in the league, then the back up to ninth. This year they're 22nd in the league with 45.9% possession. So they might not like be a possession-based team per se, but they're not possessing the ball as much as they normally would. Um, and I think their their shot totals are down. I think their um uh, I think some of their numbers are not where they probably would be. Yes, they have some some key injuries, and that's part of it, um, for sure. And that's got to be frustrating for a coach to know that there's all this pressure put on you because you're Phoenix and you're not living up to that standard yet. But, I mean, do they have most shots in the league? Is that where they are right now? I know that they're um, – 79. Their most goal totals, goal. that's what it was. Shots on target is um, is not first or second, and goals are not first or second. So it's like you you have this high standard of who Phoenix is, and then when you're like – fourth or fifth instead of first or second it's like a big deal and i think that's something that phoenix fans i think will probably be con like reminded of eventually and i think that's what phoenix is going to tell themselves is like we not might not be number one right now but we're still like one of the top five teams in the west like at the end of the day like we're still in the conversation for a home playoff match like it's a it's you you lost one big game. You can't let it be turned into two, right? Um, and I think they have a good run of games where they can build a little bit of confidence. Maybe their next game against New Mexico might be an interesting one. Uh, but going against Hartford, I can see Phoenix like flipping the script, and then everyone's like, "Oh, look how great they are again!" And, and no one remembers this match at the end of the season until maybe they're playing Tampa Bay in the playoffs, and they're like, "Oh, remember when?" And it's like, "Ah, that was." may no one cares anymore if we're going to go based off of alternating uh matches so they had a 3-0 defeat to los dos which you could arguably say was a poor result a 3-0 win against san antonio then the 1-5 loss to tampa bay if we're going to go just kind of based on that that's a decent bounce back win against new mexico and then an embarrassing loss against hartford so <laughs> and then they get a nice bounce back win against legion where, hey, congratulations, Phil. El Paso's getting a dub. 
Congrats. He'll he'll take it. He'll take the it. fatalism on on display here is next level. No, I, uh, I just I'm I'm just looking at Fought Mob for the first time. I I typically don't go to Fought Mob too much, not because it's bad. Just I don't really trust their like scoring that they do. But I have never seen anything like this before. Their entire six backline, including the keeper, is bad red. Their midfield is bright green, and their striker is just a nice orange. I have never seen, I have never seen anything like this. This is incredible stuff. (laughs) Oh man. Let's go ahead. Let's let's go ahead and burn through some more just real quick. Some shockers and maybe some I told you so's, Sir Allen. Uh, I think the other big one was uh, Louisville losing their first match of the season. Uh, and not necessarily like who, like a loss, but like who they lost to and how many goals they let in, right? This is like they've now, LA Galaxy has now scored half of the goals that Louisville City has given up. Um, and it was surprising. Like I didn't watch this match because I didn't plan on watching Loose City go into LA and it'd be kind of whatever. But like it was wild for me to open this score and be like, wait, who wait, wait what? Because I figured like, all right, they're they're gonna be fine. Galaxy scores early, or sorry, Loose City scores early, and I'm like, all right, this is gonna be it. No big deal. They draw tied up one one. I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. LA scores. It's going to be a while. Lucidity scores second. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is going to be fine. And then LA Galaxy scores again. I'm like, oh, dang, what is happening? Um, and then according to the USL website, LA goes from 2-2 two to 4-2. F- two, two to to there is no third goal. Uh, it is in there somewhere. There it is. Um, it's not highlighted. Um, but penalty, it, it, I think. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty surprising to open up that score line. Um and then uh I guess a collective I told you so to Tulsa. Um although I picked a draw. Um what WTF Tulsa? Like what is what is going like you're just like playing with our hearts at this point. Um and I, I don't like this, this, these mind games and emotional abuse that you're giving us specifically, which we know what you're doing. Uh, but again, uh, congratulations to Orange County um, for scoring more than a couple goals in a game. Um, it was surprising to see that result as well. Um, because typically Orange County doesn't score this many goals. But, uh, you know, Olaski, first, first half hat trick, uh, Kubo Torres getting one. So, um, Orange County maybe turning a leaf, maybe we'll see. Um, but Tulsa, what's going on, bro? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna just on the on the loose city result real quickly. Between like LA Galaxy's stretch of game, you, Ryan, you talked about weird stretches for Phoenix, but like LA Galaxy comfortably beating Phoenix, going to El Paso and getting scorched, and then coming back and beating louisville <laughs> like it's there's something about that about that empty stadium for la galaxy 2 where it's like whatever you know watchman like 
I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Like that's a, <laughs> in that empty stadium and teams just go there and suffer. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's tough. Now Louisville, I think are extremely unlucky, like in, in the way that this actually played out. Cause stats wise, like they, they should have walked this game. Um, and LA galaxy score from all four of their shots on target. So that's, um, yeah, rough day out for for Louisville, but I don't think indicative of anything like larger going on there. Um, I think they'll be fine, but Tulsa on a, the other hand. You're looking at a low dose team with just one loss in their last five and only one loss at home this year, which was that San Antonio game. So I do think there is that kind of just weird, I guess you could just say weird atmosphere that you have playing in, going from like playing in front of crowds to just playing in an empty stadium but, I mean, this is Louisville's uh, first loss to a team that also starts with the letter L since 2019 when they lost to Loudon. <laughs> Someone had to give him an L. <laughs> wow. Right. Um, wow. I would say, I think, to a lot of people who are looking at this and they're like, and this is kind of like their big huzzah, the West is better than the East. Um. Almost all this team, I think two or three players just got their first appearance of the season, and I think six of the 11 or maybe seven of the 11 um, were – that was their first start of the season, only coming in off the bench. Um, they heavily rotated their side and got burned for it. I mean, Ryan can tell you all about his football manager escapades where he decides to – rotate the squad against relegation side and then suddenly that doesn't work um that's kind of i that's kind of how that uh to me that went down they they rotate the side they decide to go out and do that in an empty stadium a, an empty coliseum-esque uh, just weird stuff i i don't put any weight into this whatsoever but Geo, shockers. Uh, my, I'm gonna just go with an I told you so. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I think Ford Messon is really striving to have more kids than wins this season on purpose because they looked terrible. And I, I know they've had a couple of rough games. They got a nice win against Richmond, but they looked terrible against Greenville. They had nothing. I think they had four shots to our 19 shots. And even even losing to nothing, it didn't even seem like they wanted to play at the end of the game. We controlled the game. Uh, I I believe the game could have easily been 5 nothing. Even some of their fans were that we're really going to lose 5 nothing today. Um, and we were up for it, and I love it. Yeah, I, I thought we played great. I know a lot of people talking about uh, our team and how Greenville's been having a slow start. Um, but I think we're getting better every game. I think having a good win against the Oakland Roots, um, whose keeper now plays for Ford Madison, got loaned out. Um, so they just love having keepers that lose two nothing to Greenville on their on their squad. So um, you know, I, I, I picked Greenville as my lock last week, and uh, I'm glad that I was able to experience that with my dad. He's a Greenville fan for life now after experiencing sitting with me in the riot and meeting all of my friends and family there. Um, so it was a great weekend and uh, I knew my team was going to pull it off and it felt even better against Madison. Yeah, I was I only able the... to watch, I was only able to watch the first half of this. And so I was surprised to see the, the 
the end result be the same as kind of the first half. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. Greenville was was really nice. Uh, I put a comment in the Discord though. Uh, I do do not like Ford Madison sash. It like starts mm-hmm. too low, so it looks it goes under their underarm sashes. Mm-hmm. On the uh, go on the shoulder guys like yeah, their sashes get it together. So, They're like, It's okay. Yeah, so, and like, then a couple of the players' names. Their names are like really low on their back because their names are so long and because the sleeves are a different color so they lowered it right one of their names was like right on top of the number it looked really strange in person um so they still have some room to grow with their kids and with their yeah. team obviously so kid, kid fc is struggling on the thing that they're supposed to be good at is yeah so let's let's tighten it that's, up there guys yeah something about pretty, living long enough problem. to become the villain um <laughs> and it's funny because I still think that that's <clears> the <throat> biggest win for uh, Greenville. Those steins that they handed mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. Oh, what I would have given to get one of those bad boys. I mean, that was if you I have mine seen, in the kitchen. If you didn't see, I mean, I have a Greenville pint glass that I got when I went, and then suddenly the next year they're like, "Yeah, we're giving out steins now." Um, so hey, USL teams, Ford Madison. If you want to have something cool and quirky, hand out steins. That's cool. Did you More get USL teams should do steins? Were those handed out on the way out or the way in? The way in. in. The way that, in. Oof, I I would. Mm. Yeah, they were mm. in there. Mm-mm. I walked in and they have those little yellow card and red cards you can you can rip off and have during the game. So I was I was happy. That just sounds dangerous. That's like like mini back giveaway at baseball games where like. You give them to like children, and they use them to whack their siblings all yeah. game long. Yeah. Uh, well, th- and- just think. Thankfully, we're not Hartford, so it's a <laughs> woof. Um, <laughs> this show is never running again. Phil, shockers, and some I told you so, oh, man. Uh, the shockers. Geo just now. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, so I guess I don't know where this falls. Like, whatever the opposite of a shocker is, is, um, and I told you so. No, because I did, because I didn't like, I, so here's the thing. Like, I, I went into this, uh, I went into locomotives game this weekend, like, thinking it's Pittsburgh away. I don't really see, like, this, you know, we're going to get Lily Lilied and it's just like that that's going to happen. And, I, and I'm OK with that. Like, I'm at peace with that. And then I got in the discord for this group making picks and everybody picked El Paso to win. I'm like, I cannot be the one guy or a draw. You picked a draw. I think, yeah, I, oh, I, I, picked. think I picked Pitt. I think I yeah, picked, Kayla no and one... I picked Pitt. We had to make a point. Did you? Yeah. I'm no, because as I was scrolling down, it was like El Paso, El Paso, El Paso. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, Kayla. there's no. I'm a Kayla and Allen both pick. Ball. Okay. Uh, well, Pittsburgh. I guess uh, it was Allen's only I, gained point of the week. Maybe I, <laughs> <laughs> it was fifty percent of Kaylor's gained points this week. Screw <laughs> you, Tulsa. Well, my whole my whole thing <laughs> oh, was like man. I I was like, well, I can't be the guy who picks against like because I just saw El Paso picks and I was like, well, I'm not going to be the guy who picks against my team. Going in, but I should have known. Like as soon as I got in the Discord and saw picks for El Paso, I should have gone the other way. I should have ran for the hills. Um, and uh, no, I. So I think, anyways, the El Paso, the the locomotive pick, um, no good. 
I mean, the shock the shock for me was just Friday night in general because it was just an insane that was just an insane night of USL. Um and uh and Orange County, I mean, we touched on it, but I think like this result probably deserves like a little bit more. I mean, as you said, Olaski's first half hat trick, unbelievable. Um, but I don't know that I've seen a team. I mean, this was one of two five ones that happened this weekend, but the Phoenix result was one thing, but the the like utter capitulation of this Tulsa team was like genuinely stunning to watch because it, it like I think we've seen that t- this Tulsa team has been a little bit unlucky. Like there's been a lot of like yeah, weird stuff that them. <laughs> No, but I'm I'm saying like they've been a little bit unlucky, but this was like a different level. Like they were not in this game from like from kickoff. It, it was just it was over against a team that I like. I don't think any of us picked a picked them as like you know a joke. Like I think we all genuinely thought that Tulsa would would get the result there. Um, and now I don't know. They're almost turning. They're like. They're in control of whether they become a meme or not. And they're just not, they're not taking it. It, it was, but it was, it was, a, it was a really good performance from Orange County. And they, they, I mean, I don't know what exactly what happened pre-match. <laughs> if Oloski, you know, had whatever, like a, a, a better pregame meal than he normally does. I don't know. It was just like, they, they hit a different level and they, they just swatted Tulsa aside. It was genuinely crazy to watch because i don't think anyone really associates this sort of result like with this tulsa team like yeah sometimes they lose you know sometimes they lose they pick up like some bad results but them getting like destroyed is just not they have so many like experienced players on this team they don't often run into this so anyways yeah that i think it was just worth worth coming back to that because that was crazy i don't know as of late they have four losses in their last five Oh, they've been losing games, but getting destroyed by Orange County, just I didn't think that was on the cards. Like, to to be fair, uh, Phil, I looked back at the um, the the notes for the receipts. Uh, <laughs> it is true that when you filled out your picks, Kaylor and I had not yet submitted ours, so it was everyone El Paso. So I just See, want that's yeah. Phil is not Phil's not, not like crazy. blowing smoke. He's not crazy. Um, Yes, and I literally picked Pittsburgh because I was like, I think they could probably get something, and everyone else is picking El Paso, and I need some points here. So I went with – that's why I went with Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah, that was – that Orange County result was – was yeah. Tulsa was like a 15th place Premier League team on the last day. They're like, we got our flip-flops on already. Let's go hit the beach. Um <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. This or like what, what is that clip? It's like the security guards like standing on the field and just like letting people by them. <laughs> <laughs> or that guy is like, yep, all right, sweet. Yeah. If you want to have a funny anecdote from our uh, predictions this past week, three games where we all uh, the cast as a whole picked against a certain result happening, that result ended up happening for Orange County Tulsa. It was us between Tulsa and a draw. Orange County won. For uh, the Phoenix match, it was either Phoenix or a draw. There was the Tampa Bay win. And then for the Chattanooga Central Valley Fuego match, none of us picked a draw and there was a draw. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. Professionals. 
I'm, to be fair, we all picked Greenville to win, and they did win. Okay. They were my lock. See, we would I like have the, all had San Antonio if uh, Allen hadn't picked Miami. The Miami. And I um, did, so everyone else could have a good week. I, I think that's how I'm picking teams now. Like, I'll pick the team, the opposite team of everyone, so, like, everyone else can have a good week because we, we all pick together. It's It's bad. See, I'm starting to think that maybe maybe what it is is that we're not bad luck. The teams are coming in, and they're just showing each other. They're going into training, and like, can you believe what these bozos on the USL show? They're all picking against us. Let's show them wrong. And then I like to think uh, the, the Fuego, they went up to each other before the match. They were like, none of them predicted a draw. We got it. Let's, and they, let's do it. Yeah. A little bit of match fixing. That's okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know, stuff for the locker room wall. They're putting, they're putting screenshots of the USL show up on on the locker room wall, saying they said you can't win, and it's just I mean, we're giving these players an extra level of motivation. Essentially, is what I'm. They saying. have our faces with ours right up on the <laughs> locker room with our predictions. Just a bunch of darts. Right. FC Tulsa has the USL show on their dartboard, and they're just mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire time. Have you Although, checked if, if we were blocked after that tweet? I was going to say, have they blocked yeah, us yet? <laughs> Every time they lose, I am going to respond <laughs> with their list of graphics. My Listen, I have nothing against the Tulsa admin because it is funny at this point, but like my favorite thing that happened was they were down five nil. You go back and watch, um, you go back and just watch all of the the things like we got scored on again. We got scored on again. This person just got, you know, this person just got a red card. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And then in like ninety third minute, Brown scores a goal. We give one back, and it's like, whoa, hey, <laughs> this, is a, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I don't know. There was a, I believe there was a Manchester City match a few years ago that they described as a nine-goal thriller when they lost eight to one on the final day against Middlesbrough. Classic. They couldn't foul anyone because if they got another yellow card, they would get kicked out of Europe for, or they wouldn't qualify for Europe due to a foul accumulation or whatever in the table. So they just Middlesbrough just ran at the players the entire match. Uh, Although the way John's going, I might just like wait for him to pick and then just pick the same thing yeah. John picks. We're gonna have to start doing it anonymously. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of picks, let's just go ahead and get stuck in on this one. Um, we didn't really talk about them that much, but Detroit City beat the chess piece boys because, of course, they did. Um, congrats. Um, the Miami FC versus Detroit City. Start off with Phil. Um, I picked, I picked Detroit in this one. Um, I think they had, you know, they had that little, the little blip, um, and uh, they've bounced back. That they have a small, they have an extremely small squad. For whatever reason, it's working. Their lack of rotation seemingly is beneficial to them and then i mean they've had a couple of guys who have had to slot in um i think carl wimet actually got a got a start in this one because of an injury to a defend to a defender uh someone missed out 
can't remember off the top of my head. But anyways, like they've they've made do with a relatively small squad. And I think their system just works. And this Miami team hasn't clicked to the level that I that I would have expected. So I think Detroit get get the result. Geo. Um, there's going to be a pattern here. I picked Detroit to win simply because John picked a draw and I need to catch up to him. <laughs> and so I picked F in Detroit for that reason alone. And they've looked decent. Uh, I've, I watched the open cup game. Um, and I think they were pretty, you know, pretty good against Louisville. And, um, I think they'll pull off a win here and I hope so for my sake in these picks. <laughs> Uh, without, with no surprise, because everyone's picking Detroit, I pick Miami. Um, because <laughs> again, if we all pick Detroit, then Miami's gonna win. Uh, so you're welcome, Detroit. I'm not sure. I went with Miami. Um, this was when I was like looking. I was like, how is Miami's? How is Miami doing on the road? I was like, oh, the same as at home. So, uh, not a huge form difference. I have no idea who Miami is, really. They don't like, either. Neither does Jasper. He's <laughs> he is mad about it. <laughs> mad about it. Should I change? No, he says stick with no. Miami. So we're going with Miami. <laughs> you're looking at two teams that are the, or you're looking at a Detroit team that is tied for the most in form in the past five games in the Eastern Conference alongside Memphis. And you're, if you look over in the West, it's with Colorado Springs and San Antonio, just for how well they've been playing lately. And just like we've mentioned, we're just not sure what this Miami team is like. So I'm backing Detroit to win one. But the one concern I would have is just their two win. They just are two wins and two losses on the road this year. So they could be susceptible to another uh, tough road outing. Yeah, I went with uh, Detroit here. Um, it's not really a... I don't want them to go down my throat, but at this point, it doesn't really matter. This isn't a really, this isn't really me picking Detroit City, even though I think they've been good this year. This is more or less just me picking against Miami because they haven't done anything to really impress me. I mean, they got a no-no draw against Legion. Like, get your three points, losers. Come on, what what are you doing? Um, next up, uh, we have. Uh, El Paso versus Sacramento. Um, yeah, well, first, thank you, Eric, for... I don't know how I forgot Matt Lewis, uh, the Detroit defender who was hurt this past game because locomotive legend spent some time on loan last season, did not make an appearance. So um, he's he's actually a really good defender and he's been good for Detroit, but um, a little fun fact. Anyways, locomotive back at home against Sacramento, you know, a Sacramento team they lost to on the opening day. And uh, and I think this locomotive side in the form they're in, despite the loss to Pittsburgh, I thought they still looked good. Um, the players that I that have been, like, kind of out of form at the beginning of the season, namely Cristiano Francois, is looking like a totally different player over the last, like, three or four games. Um, and I think back at home against Sacramento, I think they get the job done. So I'll pass over for this one. Um, I really wanted to go with El Paso with this one, but I couldn't do it because they let me down. Um, and I figured if Detroit lets me down and John gets another point, I might as well copy him and get a draw 
in this game also. Just spoilers for John's pick. Uh, so <laughs> I think I'm just trying to keep up here. Um, just pure game I'm playing the game, like... baby. <laughs> I think about this way too hard while I'm at work. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go with the draw here. I think it'll be a good game, but I don't think I think El Paso is just gonna let Phil down over and over again this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Sacramento looked pretty good against Phoenix in the Open Cup, but Phoenix maybe not in the best place right now. Uh, I'm not sure who Sacramento is either, right? They're like fifth in the West. Uh, could be tied for fourth in the West, but haven't won a game, have only won once in the past five matches in the league versus El Paso Locomotive, who uh, have put together a pretty decent run of form um, outside of Pittsburgh. Um, but I think this one is going to go... I think I put a draw on this one. Yeah, I, I think uh, Sacramento is coming into form of their own. Um, I think they're going to be able to equal El Paso. It should be a fun match, I think. It'll be an entertaining one. This won't be like a nil-nil. Uh, but I think it's uh, they're going to... Which, a phrase I hate, share the points. Like, they don't share the points. There's three points. Each of them get one. Where's the other point go? Like, it's not a sharing points. It's like... Garbage disposal. That's fair. <laughs> give it no one wants. Out. No one wants to let. Yeah, no one wants rest. to be the jerk to take the last point. Like, ah, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no. You and then it's just mm-hmm. it goes rotten, and then you have to throw it out in three weeks. No, they, uh, yeah, the teams pull on the last point, and whoever gets the bigger side of the point gets good luck. You know, <laughs> mm. nice wishbone wish point. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> that's this is an interesting stat. If you can somehow pull this one out of your tail like you normally do. Who is the best team after a this year after a draw? Like which team can, has gotten the most wins after a draw? Because who is the luckiest team? Who's pulling the most bigger po- point of the points? <laughs> Surely there's a some kind of betting stat well, in there. I'll we'll have find to out. find one. But you're looking at an El Paso team who has still scored a goal in every single home match they've had this season as a sort of bright side and you're going up against a Sacramento side who has scored no more than one goal per in a match on the road this year. All right. So it's looks like a more tough task for Sacramento who, uh, in this match than it would appear on paper. I mean, if they were going based off of their form, like Alan had said, that was just one win in their last five and El Paso was just coming off a six match unbeaten run prior to this game. So I'm going to take El Paso in a, uh, win at home this year to get them back above the playoff line. Yeah, I'm also taking El Paso here, um, mainly because John isn't around here to uh, push his Sacramento propaganda upon me. I'm able to uh, think freely now. Um, and so in return, Phil has shown up and started speaking his propaganda onto me, and I'm believing it. Um, so I'm taking El Paso on this one. Next up, we have the big winners of the week, um, Rowdies versus the Pittsburgh Lily Balls. I uh, I have this as a, a false summit for Tampa Bay who get humbled by, by Lily um, and uh, get brought back down to earth. So despite my praise for Tampa at the, at the top of the show, I think, uh, I don't know, this Pittsburgh team, just they just seem to win like i don't know they just get the job done so yeah i think they make it a nice boring affair would you say they win 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 no matter what no i would not say that. no <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> yeah. That's it for me. Oh man, that's it. That's a mic drop. Um, so I wanted to go with the draw, but I I think the Rowdies are gonna start a nice run of form after the big win. So I it was funny I was just looking at the scores. I, I fell asleep because the game was late. So when I woke up the next day, I went to go check the scores. Like, oh, please, I hope Phoenix won so I can get some points in this prediction. <laughs> and when I saw the score, I was in shock. I had to watch the highlights and everything. Um, but I watched Tampa on and off a little bit this season, and I think this would be a big jump, you know, big a big, you know, way to really get a good run of form going. So I think they'll pull off a win. Uh, I went against my strategy of avoiding the mass picks. Um, I think if Tampa Bay can play like 80% of what they played in Phoenix, I think they can pull off something here. Um, you know, Pittsburgh has some pretty, like the 1-0 loss to Vegas um, in in their last five matches. Uh, I guess the house always wins. Um, I don't know, terrible. Um but I, I think Tampa Bay, this is another one where they they can put a stamp down and say, hey, guys, we're back. Um, I can see Pittsburgh kind of slowing them down, but I think there was so many devastating offensive output against Phoenix that I think they're going to ride this uh, wave of positivity and um, maybe come crashing back down to earth a little bit later, but I think they get this win against Pittsburgh. Interestingly, with Pittsburgh's last two matches on the road, they have been shutout losses for uh, the Pennsylvania team. They lost 1-0 to Las Vegas and then 2-0 to Louisville. If you're looking back through their last five games outside of those two losses, you're looking at three uh, three wins at home, all of them being shutouts. I think uh, this is a really interesting match just in in terms of style, like you're looking at a Tampa Bay team who has just been so chaotic in their scoring recently, having 12 goals over the last five. And it's coming up against a really well-performing Pittsburgh team. But I just I have to think Tampa Bay just rides the momentum off of this past win and gets a result, a victory over the Riverhounds. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the Thanos quote? Uh, Dread from it, run from it. Lily Ball arrives all the same. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, this one feels like a pit win. I don't, even after the win that Tampa Bay had, I'm still not believers. I, I can't tell if it was fluky. I can't tell if it was the day. I can't tell if they turned a corner. I just don't know. Pit, you have more of a known commodity. I mean, on one of their away losses, one was loose city. That's not fair. Um, they're stupid good. Um, the other one was Las Vegas Lights. There were, I mean, people, there were people in beds on the sidelines and Elvis impersonators that would throw me off too. So, yeah, I'm taking pit on this one. Um, next up, we have uh, San Antonio versus Colorado. And is this a battle for the top of the table? 1v2. Mm-mm-mm. Phil. What's happening, man? Well, it's a it's a game of like really I I don't want to say similar styles, but the stats are you know jarringly close. Nineteen goals for Colorado Springs to sixteen for San Antonio. Eight goals allowed for Colorado Springs to seven for San Antonio. Like it's 
two teams that have kind of, I guess, replicated this or sim- really similar sort of results and, and form over the, the start of the season, despite the fact that I think I think we all kind of collectively think of Colorado Springs as an attacking team, but they and San Antonio is defensive, but I, I really don't think that's the case. Like, or not starkly so. So, anyways, I, I'm picking Colorado Springs to to come out on top in this one. Um, I think uh San Antonio for me have slowed down just a little bit in the last few games, and I and I think Colorado Springs find a way. I think it will be extremely tight though. I think we're looking at like a one nil or or two one or something like that, but I think it's I think Colorado gets it done. I picked San Antonio mostly because their fans are so nice to me and call me smart and they just compliment me every time I pick them. So it makes my day when, <laughs> when Ryan tweets out and then they're like, yeah, listen to Geo. I'm like, yeah, and I feel like one day if, if they win and I keep picking them, if they win the whole thing, somebody will get my name tattooed on them because that's how passionate they are about their team. So I'm calling a San Antonio win and John picked Colorado. So I have to, I have to do something. Um, I apologize to all the San Antonio listeners. Um, I'm picking San Antonio. Congratulations, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> Can I change my pick real quick? <laughs> I, I'm curious to see how well Colorado comes out of um, having apparently enough people out for COVID that they couldn't compete in a match, um, which means they're probably not practicing if they're players. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what sh- what state the team's in. Um, Texas. And... <laughs> What's that? I think it's Texas, right? Is it Texas? Or are they in Colorado? They're in, they're they're, in San Antonio. They're in, they're in San Antonio. Yeah, um, so I, I, I'm going to go with the team that's kind of played recently um, and um, actually played pretty well recently um, and is also going to be at home. Um, so I think if this was in Colorado, I would probably pick Colorado, um, but I'm going to pick San Antonio. My apologies to San Antonio. Is this the redemption arc for Allen? We shall see. Probably not. <laughs> Interesting. You mentioned uh, Colorado Springs being on the road because they're undefeated on the road this year. Five wins. And I just, I feel like even with the time off, that might've helped him. It could have been a very grueling and tough match against San Diego that if they, they like had their full focus and was able to prepare for the San Antonio game, I feel like that's certainly something that they would take advantage of. And I just think they continue to roll and they get a result to cement their place atop the Western Conference and get a win. I mean, I don't know what the stats say. The stats may be completely off. And, you know, I think uh, someone like Jordan Farr may have a good shout for this as well. But the big thing is, like you're talking about with the offenses, these are arguably the two best goalkeepers in the USL going off against each other. Jeff Caldwell still criminally underrated just because Colorado Spring likes to score for fun. And I I think if you're going to be looking for anything for this match, it's just going to be ridiculous goalkeeper play. And I think this is a match that uh, Jordan Farr stands on his freaking head 
and uh, pulls out a San Antonio victory. Uh, moving on, we have New Mexico United versus Phoenix. Is Phoenix uh, dead? Is New Mexico alive? Are we in purgatory? <laughs> that is an extremely good question. Uh, I No, I think Phoenix bounced back um, in this one because I, I genuinely, and this is going to sound whatever as an El Paso fan, this is maybe going to sound bitter or jaded or whatever, but like any United fan is, is welcome to try to prove me wrong. I think this United team is, is extremely average. Like I really don't see a whole lot from them. I don't see really where the results like are coming from. They haven't had like, I mean, their best win of the season was against like an NPSL team or UPSL team in the open cup. So I just like, I don't see how that, like if they beat Phoenix, it won't, it'll be because like Phoenix didn't play well. I just, I don't see like where this United team is really making me like, I, I just am not understanding like where, where they're going, who they are. They've looked extremely average in like every single game that they've played and they've gotten some, you know, decent, like credit, credible draws, but they don't have a win that's like impressive to me yet this season like in my opinion uh i think phoenix will bounce back also um from what what i've seen of new mexico i haven't been impressed either uh which hasn't been much but just looking back at back at them um i think phoenix can take this opportunity to get uh on a winning streak even though Ryan thinks they're going to win and lose, win and lose. Uh, eventually, they will beat the Legion, so that's going to be my lock pick already. You can count that. But uh, for, for this week, uh, I, I see them bouncing back after a, a big loss. I think they have the quality. Uh, I like what they've seen from what I've seen from them. Um, so I, I chose them to win. Uh, Phil, um, I would like you to apologize to Charleston Battery for calling them a MPSL team. Um, although they are certainly playing like one would play in the NFL. Um, They're not thing, um, so New Mexico's <laughs> never, I don't think they've ever beaten Phoenix. Um, someone can fact check me on that. Somebody um, can fact check. Somebody can. Someone will. I, don't... I have it being Two four seven. wins, three draws, and or sorry, zero wins, three draws, and four losses. That might be. Oh, they, I think they beat them in the Open Cup in the first, ah, in their first. Fake result. That doesn't count. count. So open cups not real. Um, I'm trying to a... prove to United fans that I'm not that I'm not <laughs> that. So you know. New Mexico hasn't beaten Phoenix in the league play. So they that, haven't got three fair? points from them. Three. Yeah. They have um, not gotten three points. So I, I am riding that trend, and I am definitely going to pick a draw. Mm. I think it's just going to be weird. It's going to be a weird game where New Mexico figures out a way to get a point off of Phoenix and then celebrate that as a win. It's interesting that they wanted to do both the uh, just the Phoenix-New Mexico game so early in the year. This is the last meeting between these two clubs unless they meet themselves in uh, the playoffs for the season. Uh, it was a 1-0 result for Phoenix last time out back in April 16th, but yeah, like Phil had said, I'm just I'm not too convinced by any of the New Mexico results this year. If you're looking back at some of their, their wins, it's uh, I think Las Vegas at the start of the year in El Paso, but that was a very different El Paso team than the one that we're seeing today. I just I still feel like Phoenix they're going to respond well 
they're going to respond with a win, but it may not be a resounding result, but they'll get a, they'll get three points here. I picked Phoenix here, which judging by everything, this means New Mexico is getting their first win against Phoenix. Uh, Congratulations, New Mexico. Um, Yeah, I feel like this is partially a bounce back. Partially, I don't trust New Mexico. Um, I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about this one. Honestly, any result could happen, and I wouldn't be overly shocked. But I was leaning a, a little bit Phoenix's direction. Uh, next up, we have Orange County versus El Paso. Um, I've done a very stupid thing and picked El Paso to win twice, so um, mm. they That's almost tough. certainly won't. Um, but I do like I really do I really do think that um, the I think with El Paso, as long as they have, you know, their attackers available, um, I do think that they that they can get at this Orange County side. And I think the solidity that El Paso has shown defensively recently, it does help nullify that that Orange County game plan, that typical Orange County game plan that we that we are often used to seeing. But um, but yeah, I think I think Locomotive uh, get a win and get six six out of nine points this uh this week nice wink <laughs> uh, i picked i uh, i picked orange county to win this one uh they, they had a big win i think they keep going um i don't think locomotive can pull off that many points right now um and i would love to be told wrong because it's your team and i love you but i picked orange, Thanks, orange county also to di- differentiate from all the other picks, uh, they, I didn't, even though I didn't see all of them before, I had a feeling El Paso might be the favorite for this one. Um, so I'm going to Orange County. Yeah, so uh, Orange County, El Paso. Uh, the teams either score two goals or no goals, um, and neither side has one match against the other since uh, 2019. Um, they've only played each other twice since then, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but I am going to say we're going to get our third draw in a row for El Paso and Orange County. Um, again, uh, maybe not as exciting uh, of a match, but I think there's going to be some goals scored. Um, El Paso win on a short on short rest. Why not? It's USL. Weirder things have happened. Um, and so they, I, I think are, they are coming off a. Before the Pittsburgh loss, they did have a nine-point week where they won Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So it's they have they have done it. I think it's probably going to be like a repeat of the last time they played. Uh, a couple goals scored each side. Um, the team settled for a point. Yeah, it's interesting just mentioning their history. You also have to go back to 2019 to find the last time that Sacramento won in the state of California against any team since they've been in the league that was a uh, 2-1 win against Sacramento so I feel like uh, it will be an interesting one as well but I'm going to pick that form to continue and have Orange County get the draw against El Paso yeah I'm taking El Paso on this one I think I'm partially believing way too much in the USL show curse I think uh, Orange County was blessed and we I don't know. There's also just the fact of that was so unusual from Orange County. It's hard for me to see that continuing. 
you know, there's kind of that concept of they scored their two, their goals too early. But for an Orange County that is built off of just defense and just hunkering down, it almost feels like that might be a literal thing for them. So I'm taking El Paso, but I'm not exactly confident with it. Um, next up, we got some kind of match, and that is Rio Grande versus Loyal. Yeah, I've got Loyal, and this is this is my lock this week. Um, ever since Mark Lowry won in, uh, ever since Mark Lowry won in Edinburgh uh, for the first time at, at it as a head coach in his time in USL, the their form at home has completely gone. Like any magic that was connected to that stadium for RGV is apparently just completely shot. They've been just in awful form, like at home and away. I think they beat. I think their la- their only win recently was Monterey Bay, maybe at home. So yeah, I, I think I think Loyal take care of business and and this RGV team is just not very good. I don't think. I'm I want to jump in just real quick. I just need to ask a question. Monterey Bay, their keeper was pulled at halftime, right? And for Dallas J to come on, was he hurt or what happened? Does anybody know? Okay. I mean, if somebody knows in the chat, because I was looking through and I started watching that match from halfway on. So I thought Dallas J started the match and then I go back and check later and he was substituted in, which you never see a keeper subbed unless it's like injury or like someone's in the doghouse. So that was just that was just weird for me. Um, see Cincinnati and Greenville Triumph legend Dallas J. Hey, yes. Guam International. Yes, Bomb International World Cup qualifying experience. <laughs> Mother um, of Dragons, first of her name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, just for that joke alone, I picked the loyal. Uh, just go. Uh, that I, I've enjoyed watching the loyal play this season, um, and I don't think Rio Grande. Don't I? Don't think they look good at all. Uh, the few games that I have watched of them, some of the results they've gotten or lack of. Um, so I think loyal. You too, Alpha. Yeah. So I was answering the when RGV's last home uh, the last home match win was against Sac Republic, and then I was like, oh, the only other one was against Oakland, and I'm seeing a California theme, which I'm not thrilled about. Um, <laughs> but um, I am picking loyal. They are not my lock. Because, again, I just can't trust RGV yet. Like, I realize that their home form hasn't been as great, but it is like the uh, Bermuda Triangle down there at times where good teams go to die. San Diego last season went in there and gave up a uh, toward the end of the match goal and lost 1-0. Uh, so this isn't been a, uh, a place that San Diego has had tons of luck in um, in their short existence uh but i think having a, an extra week off um, getting some guys back healthy um is going to be good for them and um i'm gonna pick them to win i think i said two to one on, on a, separate, a different podcast um so it's funny that you mentioned uh two to one alan because the last four games that has been played by rgv at home has had a scoreline of two to one only one of those they ended up winning Though that was the uh, two, 
That was the two to one win at uh, against Sacramento at home on April 23rd. But you're looking at a San Diego team who has had um, four consecutive results on the road this year. You have to go all the way back to March 23rd for the last time. They didn't pick up at least a draw or a win on the road. And that was also the last time they were shut out in a one no defeat to Tulsa. So I would back San Diego to win this one as well. Uh, this is my first pick of a draw in a long, long time. I think this is the first time since week one that I've picked a draw because I like to I like to just go one way or the other. But I think this is week three, deep. Tulsa, San Diego. Okay, so oh, that's when they. That's <laughs> oh! when they come <laughs> All right. Um, you also keep the receipts. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come so, tax season, Ryan. Wait. Ryan delivers. Actually, no, I take that back. You picked uh, Birmingham v Miami yeah, on the a week nine. So within oh the last yeah, that was obvious. I mean, nobody deserved to win that game, um, and I think everybody knew that going in. Um, I think that this is going to be a draw, and quite possibly one of the most boring matches that we will see all year. I. This just feels like one of those matches that RGV comes in and says, we are going to play the ball in the midfield. We will not let you get past the midfield. We don't want to go past midfield. We are going to stay right here, and this is what we'll do. And Loyal will just be like, I... okay. That's when, they, that's when they play Oakland Roots and just boot the ball to Kyle Vassell and let him just work some magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could happen, but this just feels like it's, Found to be one of the worst matches that we're going to see this year, and I I just feel it in my soul. Um, I remember the last time we said it was going to be one of the worst matches we saw this year, and it ended up being a three to two Monterey Bay win over Oakland Roots with a last minute winner. Yeah, but that was two teams with a bad defense. Uh, this one is RGV, who they don't have a good defense, but yet somehow they don't. I. I don't know. Is it because it goes studs up on everybody and nobody wants to run at them? I don't know. They confuse me. <laughs> Are you sure with with Birmingham playing at home to Vegas? You, you're you're saying this is the the most boring match? <laughs> yes, think? Vegas right. is going to win four nil, and that's obvious. Oh, Cal Maybe. Jennings is going to get another hat trick against Legion because that's his favorite thing to do. He's going to get sent back up to LAFC where he's promptly sent back down. It is the circle of life for Cal Jennings. <laughs> um, next up, we're going to League One, and it's going to be Charlotte versus Northern Colorado. I've, uh, I, I think I went a little contrarian with this one just based on the Discord, but I'm picking Hailstorm because they went to North Carolina FC, got the win. They went up to Tennessee got slapped by Chattanooga. They're back in Carolina against Charlotte. They get the job done. It, it's simply geography. So, yeah, North North Colorado gets it gets it done in this one. <laughs> um so I picked the draw for this game. Um I Colorado has been playing away all season and so making another trip out east, they might as well just stay out east until they get their first home game. Uh, with the amount of travel they've been doing. But Charlotte, surprisingly, has been better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, they beat Omaha a few weeks ago, even though I don't think it was a goal. Or, uh, it, it wasn't a they, goal. They did beat them. Um, and they had a big, big win against uh, Tucson 
uh, over the weekend. Um, so I think they're they're hot right now. They're a little bit of a crazy team. They're, I mean, they're, they're going to score goals, but they're going to give up some too. Um, and I really like the hailstorm, but I can't. I, I can see. I can see it going one one two two. Uh, Para is playing very well, but um, I think it would be a fun game to watch and a, a thrilling draw, not a zero zero draw, actual thrilling one. One for the uh, one for the neutrals. Yes. Yeah. Uh... Colorado has not had a home match yet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have not had a home match yet. I think they were waiting for their stadium to be finished, built. Um, so. This is yeah, their that's... penultimate one of the road trip. Uh, they have a match against Omaha, and then their home opener in June. Um, yeah, I pick I pick Charlotte Independence. Um, I don't have a great reason. Um, I think Northern Colorado has kind of been. Um, inconsistent but i think you can say that about a, a large group of league one teams this year where teams look good one week and then look dreary the next week um and so i think that charlotte's been a little bit better on form um and so i'm just gonna go ride with the team that uh has a three game unbeaten streak yeah, I think I took a lot of this one as just like looking at the form of Charlotte and how well they've been playing. I'm actually going to make Charlotte winning my lock this week, but I feel like it'll just be like uh, Jay Hood said, a really tough match and a really exciting one. You're looking at a Northern Colorado team who still has never been shut out in a game so far or in the league this year with at least, but the one at least pause and caveat to that is that they've only scored multiple goals once. And that was a goal against or two goals against North Carolina FC on April 30th. So I'm going to back Charlotte, but I would not be surprised to see this result go against them. Yeah, I'm taking Charlotte in this. Uh, they've just been a good team this year, which really confuses me because they didn't sign their first player until like during the first match. Uh, they they confuse me. Uh, I don't get it, but they, they just started winning. I... Uh, I don't know. Charlotte's weird, but I'm taking them anyway. Um, mainly because I don't want to be blocked. I like seeing their things from time to time. No, I don't. Um, as um, Next up, we do have another League One matchup, which is North Carolina versus Greenville. Geo, is this the first uh, matchup between the two since, uh, since the punt? No, we actually tied one-to-one a few weeks ago. Gotcha. Uh, away, away also. Gotcha. Yeah, I, uh, I I picked Greenville partially because they have, I think, responded really well to that tormented defeat a couple of weeks ago. They've bounced back with a couple of good wins, and then obviously they had the draw in there. But I, I do think I do think watching that, that Greenville Madison game, I do think there's something clicking for Greenville. Plus, I mean I had to pick. I I have to pick Greenville because Geo's just such a nice guy. So I love you guys. <laughs> uh, I went with Greenville also, and I actually made them my lock again for the second week in a row. Um, I think we were unlucky not to get more points out of that one more draw a few weeks ago. Um, we pulled off wins in North Carolina before, and I think we're really clicking, even with the injuries that we have. Uh, we've been playing well with the players we have. We have Coutinho playing. Uh, really well right now after a little bit of an injury that he had. Um, Alan Gavilanes is tearing it up. I mean, he was my dad's favorite player just watching him from the start. 
Aaron Walker. Uh, they took stole the goal from him. League one, give Aaron Walker his goal against Fuego. Um, but we got a nice draw against them, and we could have beaten Fuego, I believe, even in their home opener. Um, we beat Chattanooga, who's one you know they're in the top teams right now, um, especially after what they did to the Hailstorm. You know they they didn't even look close to being that good, and we dominated a really really bad forward Madison side right now, um, and we deserve that win. So I think we'll take a short trip to Raleigh and come back with three points. How did Richmond lose to Ford Madison? How in the world did they lose that match? It was the Henny. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yogi was just like, here you go, boys. Drink up. Yeah. He wasn't even there. Uh, yeah. Well, if I knew that, I wouldn't have picked the kickers. That's the reason why. Anyway. Um, no, I think uh, I'm the reason I'm picking who I'm picking is because I think Gio um, is a terrible human being and needs to get knocked down a peg. Uh, so, <laughs> so I am picking Greenville, and they are my lock of the week. Um, so, sorry, Geo. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, both of you made them your locks, so you're, you would bo- you wouldn't gain any ground on him either. You would just both lose ground on the rest of us who didn't pick them as their lock. But yeah, uh, we had all picked uh, Greenville. Sorry, spoiler for Kaylor's um, oh, no. pick, but uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the curse. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm, not, I'm not even worried about catching Geo. I'm worried about like. Not being at last. Not being right by passing Phil. I think that's my target <laughs> this week. <laughs> not being I'm like Everton right yeah. now. I'm just like hoping. <laughs> yeah. Where me and Alan are just Leeds and and Burnley and Everton or whoever you want to be. Like we're just fighting for, to not be last. But so whoever gets relegated, we change. We swap out with the new host for the season. That's <laughs> probably true. I would choose Everton because I did just choose violence. I think I just got a double red card for attacking Geo with. I have never tackles, so. heard somebody attack me like that before. It really hurt my feelings. <laughs> You've been on the. In any case, I'm back in Greenville. Uh, Bolt, uh, but Bolt secretly we we love each other and respect each other. That was a little personal. <laughs> Um, obviously, Geo might be the exception, but after this week, the USL show is officially no longer invited to Reedy River Riot tailgates for obvious reasons. Um, sorry, Greenville, we really did believe in you. Um, last up, we have the is this the only no, sorry, Greenville and uh, Rio Grande. But I was going to say the two Spanish names. We have Tormenta and Fuego. Small little niche, which is interesting. We have A Storm versus Fire. Phil. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'm back in Tormenta. I I think they had some of their momentum um, stopped by that nil-nil against Charlotte. And then obviously the loss in the Open Cup to to Miami. But I think a big, a big step for... What's that? Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, for <laughs> for Lauderdale for yeah. So I I do think a big a big kind of footnote of that game is Kaziah Sterling getting his first goal for the club and then he scored again in the win over North Carolina FC. And I think that's a uh I think him getting off the mark and and uh and being a, a real weapon for this Tormenta side I think it's going to be 
I think he's in for a, a, a big, uh, big run here. So yeah, I think Tormenta are going to be, are going to get the job done against, against Fuego. Uh, I agree also. Tormenta has been in Fuego this whole season. Um, I, I'm going to see myself out. <laughs> um, I, I love what I've seen. I mean, they beat us at home and uh, we, we weren't up for it and they have had a great defensive record. Uh, up until they played Miami, which I think if they would have finished their chances early, they would have beat them. I was rooting for them that game, uh, and I, they deserve more than the loss that they loss that they had. Um, but uh, I really like what I'm seeing there. Um, but you know, spoilers. But a lot of us picked Tormenta, so Bolt. I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm pulling for you guys um, because Fuego is not a very likable team, in my opinion. I agree. Softest team. I, and I know you agree. I agree. I hate them. Yeah, we so. both agree. <laughs> yeah, we both agree. Um, but, you know, I, Vijev looks good and uh, uh, Cerritos looks really good. Uh, young player that they have from El Salvador. But um, other than that, I, I, I see Tormenta pulling off a win and continuing their good form. So I was going to pick. Fuego, so we didn't have everyone picking Tormenta, and then everyone who picked Tormenta can win. But I want to see Geo's Greenville Triumph uh, go to top three in USL League One. So I'm picking Tormenta so we can seal the USL curse. They lose. Greenville wins. Greenville Alan, goes to 11 points. Alan, and... you picked Greenville as your lock. Yeah, I'm just trying to like put some positivity back out there yeah. and and say I pick I'm picking Tormenta because I want to see Geo's team like when they win they'll go to 11 points Tormenta will stay on 11 points and yeah. Greenville will be back to where they belong um, amongst the uh, the top of USL League One so that's why I pick Tormenta. Yeah, it's too late for the sugar coating here because I'm gonna flip what you said about me and you're going to get attacked. The same way Tulsa attacked us. So, uh, but it's good reasoning, though. I like it. Just looking through a little bit of USO one, what I find so fascinating is that both Chattanooga and Tormenta, their goal difference is only plus four. For league leaders, I just find that just really interesting, considering that that you just go back down the table and uh, FC Tucson, notwithstanding. Northern Colorado at minus three. It's really not a widespread of this kind of gold disparity amongst these teams. But yeah, Tormenta is uh, in really great form. They're the only team in the league right now who are unbeaten in their last five. But interestingly, out of three home games, they haven't won any of them. There are three wins on the road this year. And you're going up against a Fuego team who has started majority of their games this year still on the road. This will be their uh, last road game before a three-match homestand back in California. But I think Tormenta, they got to find a way to get a result and they'll pick up a win here for their first home victory and could very well find themselves atop the table by weekend's end. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Tormenta here. Um, after seeing them up close and personal, um, that defense is legit. And I know very early on, we're like, whoa, this Fuego offense, this Fuego offense, Tormenta's defense is crazy insanely good also mentioned it last week arguably best best wrestlers in usl hard to uh 
go against uh, the two center backs there, I'd be terrified. Um, this is a random shout, but I think Tormenta should bring in the Houston Astros shortstop for a game. Uh, Jeremy Pena, his nickname, I think it's self-given, is La Tormenta. So I think <laughs> they need to bring him in just to be like, we are the storm. I, I don't know. I, I Do the Astros play the Braves at all this year? I don't know if he can make that trip easily, but hey, if they can make that happen, that'd be pretty sick. Um, but yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Tormenta. Ryan, something you said, the <laughs> FC Tucson notwithstanding could be the name of the league. Like at this point, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is an Ibis in the comment section. We I've been attacked about that before, so please don't. Let's not do this today. Except Tulsa. <laughs> except Tulsa's one win is against Chattanooga Red Wolves. Like wild, right? <laughs> Tucson. Yes. You said Tulsa. Sorry, Tucson. Alan trying to relegate. Do you play the completely rent free? If they relegate themselves. It starts with the, it starts with the T, and I don't care about them. So, <laughs> oh, man. Caleb, the Astros do play the Braves away this year. You got to get to August nineteenth uh, through the twenty first um, when they make the trip to Atlanta. And if you cross reference that against the USL schedule, it's actually working out even better because Tormenta is in Chattanooga, which is a short drive from Atlanta that weekend. La Tormentas. Los Tormentas, whatever they they they're coming together. It's happening, it's happening, and I could not be more excited. Um, somebody reach out. Spanish. Kayler learned Spanish section of the U.S. show. <laughs> I'm doing my best. The Duolingo bird has been attacking me regularly for the last three months. And it's I'm an ibis. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> oh man, um, Duolingo Bird is, is has has a smart mouth, just like Bolt does. <laughs> what I mean is that uh, it's an owl. So maybe does Omaha and Duolingo have something there? That's another partnership we need to get. Could you imagine? Go That's... like Greenville goes out to Greenville goes out to Omaha. And in the middle of the game, the Duolingo bird shows up behind the net. Everybody's terrified, completely scared out of their wits. Just, um, just don't don't give them any ideas. They already think they're God's grace, you know, God's gift to Earth. <laughs> oh man! Well, today was a long, long, long show. Uh, but honestly, ton of ton of fun, guys. Um, I had an absolute blast. Um, we want to go ahead. Uh, do some final thoughts. Let's start off with Ryan. I saw uh, the movie Dune finally recently after finishing the book. I thought it was uh, pretty good. I wish I'd actually saw it in theaters, but I didn't have the book at the time and I was or finished at the time and I was determined to uh, complete the book in its entirety before seeing the film. But uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And at least for a huge anniversary this week is the 17th anniversary of the best Star Wars film, Revenge of the Sith, being released. <laughs> On Thursday. <laughs> the best. <laughs> That's me on this one. <laughs> oh, man. 
it's immediately out. <laughs> that was good. John, John would have gotten so upset at it. <laughs> oh, man. Alan. Um, I, I got nothing. I'm spent. Plus, I don't want to say something to make Geo even matter at me. So I'm just going to just go ahead. I'll, I'm just going to just going to see myself out on this one. Um, I love <laughs> <laughs> literally. Geo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, my feelings were hurt today. Um, but I love you guys, <laughs> regardless of what, what you guys say about me. Um, uh, I wanted to share this an experience. Uh, over the weekend, my dad and my grandma came to visit. Um, and it was really special taking my dad to the Greenville Triumph game. I haven't been to a game with him since we would go together to watch the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars in Giant Stadium uh, back in the day. So he's a big reason why I was... Uh, fell in love with soccer and so it was really fun having him with me and enjoying being with the family that i've created and telling him about you guys and just him seeing me in my happy place you know with with a bunch of friends and and had nothing but good things to say unlike alan um so it, <laughs> it was a really it was really special <laughs> to experience that with him um so it's you know i had a lot of uh, you know I had we had great memories and uh, it was special. All the love I got on Twitter uh, about sharing that experience. So um, you know, I'm just grateful for all of you, most of you, um, some of the times, uh, and just everybody in Greenville and everybody who's just uh, been so friendly to me and uh, just was able to make this weekend so special. Phil, um, I uh, well. I guess in the way of like soccer stuff that's going to be going on later tonight, I'm actually USL after dark uh, going to be on the orange and black soccer cast uh, previewing the locomotive uh, orange County game with the, with Andy and the boys um, and little, little preview for anyone watching live is that Milan Olaski is going to be on the show. So, um, so yeah, anyways, uh, so that should be cool. Um and uh hopefully i don't ruin that too much um and uh and then i mean right now it's all like i was thinking of like non-soccer things but to be honest like being being a liverpool fan like as my you know european team and then with usl going on like it everything is soccer right now for at least the next couple of weeks and then uh and then we'll go from there but yeah it's uh just exciting, exciting times with, you know, the end of the league season going down to the final day and then uh, and then Champions League final. Like there's I mean, what more could you ask for? Exciting, exciting times. Yeah, for me, um, if you can't tell, like I'm packing because I'm moving soon. So don't know where I'm going yet. That'd be <laughs> really nice to know. Um so we'll find out when we get there. This is uh, um, what's the Grateful Dead uh, song, Going to Hell in a Bucket, but at least we're enjoying the ride. Right now I am enjoying the crap out of the ride, wherever the heck I'm going. Um, <laughs> so we'll find that out. Um, this weekend, something kind of cool. 
I'm going down to Clinton, Mississippi to film um, the first away days in a while. Um, we're going down to do a little bit of League Two away day. So that is super exciting. Um, super pumped to see the people down. This is a confusing one for me. I don't know if it's Brilla or Bria because I know their name is technically, you know, Shine in Spanish, but also it's Mississippi. So it very well could be Brilla. Um, I don't know. Um, I'll find out when I get down there and I will ask some people on site. So super exciting stuff with that. Um, Ryan, it's not, it seems like you have something smart you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're holding back. All right. All right. Okay. I, I see the private chat. Thanks. <laughs> oh man. But it's been an absolute pleasure being on uh, with you guys. Um, I'm having a grand old time despite our private chat just being just <laughs> something else. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for watching. Um, I'm having a absolute ball being back and being back to full strength and let's keep this thing going. USL is about to have another electric week ahead. We're back full strength in that as well. So go out there, enjoy some soccer, whether it be your team, another local team, some W league or whatever you can do. Enjoy the soccer. And uh, thank you by for watching and listening and cue Allen's voice. Thank you for watching another episode of the USL show. This and every episode is brought to you by the beautiful game network. Find podcasts and other written work at BGN.FM. Once again, thanks for stopping by and we'll see you guys again next week.